The idea that some people still think the Rap Devil is a better dish rack than Killshot baffles me. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yo, what's good? My name is Reginald, aka The R Star, aka Mr. Straight Fire. And this is Unabashedly Reggie's Killshot Breakdown and why it is a better diss than Rap you Devil. Bitch, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Your fans become your haters. You done? Nails in these coffins as soft as nail. Kill shot, I will not fail. I'm with the doc still, but this idiot's boss pops pills and tells him he's got skills. But Kel's the day you put out a hit. The day Diddy admits that he put the hit out, they got pop killed. If you click this video, you probably already know what is Kill Shot and Rap Devil and the beef between Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem. So I'll skip the details like I usually do. But if you're new to my channel, I do lyrics and rhymes breakdown of rap songs, mostly Eminem. So make sure to check out the rest of my channel. The way I'm going to do this breakdown is going to be different. This video will be split into two sections. The first part of the video, I'll talk about Rap Devil and demonstrate why it's not that good of a diss track. Yes, I know I have a channel mostly dedicated to Eminem. I'm a stan. I'm seeing this through biased lens. So all you MGK fans and Slim haters, feel free to leave this as a comment, but I just beat you to it. So basically that makes you Papa Doc. With that said, indeed Marshall Mathers is my favorite rapper, so the second part of the video, I'll do a breakdown of Killshot. Not all of its lines, but enough to show you how much better it is as a diss track. Now, this is a longer video than I usually do, so if you don't want to hear about Rap Devil, you just only care about the Killshot breakdown, look at the description below and click on the time code to go right there. Or watch the first part, save this for later, and come back another day. Oh, and here's something new. I know a lot of you like to listen to the breakdowns that I do while you do other stuff, so in the description you will also find a link to my new SoundCloud page, which will have an audio version of this breakdown. To me, the reason why a lot of people feel like MGK won with Rap Devil is simply because it's an actual song. It has multiple verses and hooks in between. Both tracks were produced by the same guy, Illa the producer. He did The Ringer, Normal, and Good Guy on Kamikaze. Yeah, Rap Devil beat has a better bounce to it, and the hook is kind of catchy too. I'll admit, but that's the problem in 2018. Too many people only care about catchy. In The Ringer, Eminem said it himself, talking about revival. Maybe the vocal should have been auto-tuned and you would have bought it. And what did MGK do? put auto-tune on his vocals, so Rap Devil catches the ears. I'll give MGK credit for that because it's a song that can be played in clubs or on the radio, so that was very smart on his part. But we're talking about a battle. In a battle, it's about who is the better MC, who had the better diss record. And in a battle, being the better MC is about who raps and flows better, who can rhyme better, who's the better writer with the wordplays and metaphors, and of course, who has the better disses and punchlines. So what I want to prove with this section, with the first section, is how much for an actual diss track, Rap Devil is just mediocre. Delivery and flow. When it comes to the pure ability to rap, Eminem is one of the best at it. So in my mind, he wins that category by default. But let's talk about the flows. MGK kept the same cadence for most of the song, except for the third and fourth verse where he switches a little, whereas Eminem gives you at least four different flows in that song. Rhyming. Well, Eminem is one of the best in the game, so it's already a lost battle. But MGK's rhyme were really simplistic and often just one syllable rhyming. There's only in the beginning of the third verse where he had this two to three syllable rhyming with recovery, this covered me, ugly, thuggery, luxury, and so on. Of course, rhyming better doesn't automatically makes you a better MC. For example, Jay-Z is considered one of the greatest of all time, but he's not known for Maltese and complex rhyming. But trying to get your point across and diss someone with multi-syllable rhyming, it adds a level of complexity and showcases your skills. As far as writing, wordplays and metaphors, Eminem just blew him out the water, as you will see later in the breakdown. MGK had some wordplays and metaphors like, now tell me what you stand for, I know you can't stand yourself, where can't stand yourself has a double meaning of not liking yourself, but also playing on his 
Eminem is old theme. You also had the part where he paraphrases the lines from Lose Yourself, then says, I wish you would lose yourself on the records that you made a decade ago. There's this one line where he references the Armageddon, which in short is a prophecy from the Bible surrounding the end of the world. So I thought that was cool since it fits the theme of God and devil. The best line MGK had without question to me is, last time you saw 8 Mile was at home on a treadmill. That's a great line. There's nothing I can say about it. It's a wordplay within a diss. With that line, MGK was implying that Eminem no longer had ties to where he came from and forgot about his past and played on the fact that Eminem said he used to be addicted to running on a treadmill when he was recovering. All in all, MGK didn't have much of them when it comes to cool wordplays and metaphors. As far as disses and punchlines, I think that's where Rap Devil just falls apart. Either they were bad or childish, and when they were decent or good, they had flaws. Besides from his gripe with being banned from Shape 45 and Eminem allegedly trying to sabotage his career, his diss is centered around Eminem being old, Eminem being rich and grumpy, Eminem's appearance, Eminem not being as good as before, or things that were already said by other people, or things that Eminem said about himself. Let's start with some of the weakest disses, just the opening lines. Hey, somebody grab him some clippers, his fucking beard is weird. I agree, the first time I saw the beard, I was ridded out, and I even put it out on social media. So we grow beards, get weird, and disappear into the mountains. Nothing but clowns down here, but we ain't fucking around around here. Yo, Dre, what up? Can I get a but again, this is a diss record, and that's what you open with, with such a childish insult. Although, I would be a hypocrite for criticizing the fact that he talked about his beard, because one of the hottest lines in Nas' ether towards Jay-Z was, You know mustache having with whiskers like a rat compared to beans you whack. Now, that was a hot line, still childish, but he made it sound hot, and he had an assonance in it, at least with the at and act sounds. But back to Rap Devil, that was a weak line. Or this one. He like, damn, he a younger me, except he dresses better and I'm ugly, always making fun of me. Come on. Your diss is basically telling someone they're ugly. That's playground stuff. You can make fun of people's appearance, but make it somewhat clever, compare him to something at least. And in the same vein, you have this line. How could I even look up to you? You ain't as tall as me, 5'8", and I'm 6'4". I'm taller than you. Come on, the line starts well, but then falls flat. Plus it's a lie, since there were old tweets of MGK standing to Eminem, and he said many times that Eminem was his influence, so he's definitely looking up to him. To me, you're as soft as a feather, the type to be scared to ask Rihanna for a number, just older umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella. That's the kind of this you hear in high school. You can talk to girls. Come on, man. But if we actually consider this this about Eminem being afraid to talk to women, here's why it doesn't even make sense. Eminem dated Mariah Carey. She's known to be one of the biggest divas in the whole industry, and she's in the top three best-selling female artists of all time, so why would he be scared to ask Riri for her number? And that's why Eminem opened Killshot with this silly line about Rihanna texting him. But the worst line is probably this one. You were named after a candy, I was named after a gangster. First of all, M and M are Marshall's initials, and that sentence doesn't even make sense by saying you were named. Eminem gave himself that name, and again, really unoriginal. It's such an obvious thing to say, plus Nelly, back in 2000, had already made the Kenny reference when he was asked about Eminem. He said, Well, how do you feel about Eminem? I, I don't play with candy, you know what I'm saying? I eat Eminems, flat out. Oh, and maybe actually this one is the worst. Your last four albums is as bad as your selfie. Like Eminem pointed out, MGK didn't, re didn't realize Recovery, the album he praised in the song, is within those four albums. And making comparison to Eminem's selfies on Instagram, Eminem takes bad selfies on purpose. That's the joke. And even if he didn't, it's still a terrible punchline. And there were so many lines about being old, it got redundant and they were unoriginal. Now it would be hypocritical for me to make fun of MGK for calling Eminem old since Eminem did the same thing with Moby in Without Me and Benzino in Nail in the Coffin. Okay, enough with the bad. Let's look at the decent to good disses in Rap Devil. But even then, after I break them down, for the most part, they have major flaws. Let's look at the first one. Tough talk for a rapper paying millions for security a year. That's a good argument. In Not A Like, Eminem threatened MGK, 
But Eminem has a ton of security. But here's the thing, every successful public figure has security. And the most gangster of rappers who become famous have security. You don't think Young Jeezy has security? And 50 Cent spends a lot of money on security as well. The same 50 Cent that he says Slim should leave all the beefing to. Again, what Machine said is a true statement. I can't debate that. The problem with that diss is that we already know that Eminem don't even carry guns no more. He don't got to. He got undercover cops that will legally pop you. Now, let me know in the comments below if you know that reference. It's a much deeper cut. A hint, it's a diss track. Here are some more lines from Rap Devil. Stop all the thuggery, Marshall. You live in luxury. Yes, it's a fair statement, but according to CelebrityNetworth.com, MGK has a fortune of $8 million. So the same guy that says he's the gunner, he has you in his scope, he probably lives in luxury too. You're sober and bored, huh? About to be 46 years old, dog. talking about I'm a call Trick Trick. Man, you sound like a bitch bitch. He rhymed Trick Trick with Bitch Bitch. Then shit with this. Men up and handle your shit. Mad about something I said in 2012. Took you six years and a surprise album just to come with a diss. Homie, we get it. We know you're the greatest rapper alive. Here's a compliment. Fucking dweeb, all you do is read a dictionary and stay inside. And now the insult. First, who uses the word dweeb? I think calling Eminem a dweeb actually makes him a dweeb. Anyways, trying to make fun of Eminem for reading a dictionary? That's not a diss. It's something Eminem has said in the past he used to do to improve his vocabulary. And on fall, he says, but you would think I'm carrying an Oxford dictionary in my pocket. Well, that's not a diss if the guy already said he does the thing you insult him with. Come on. Trick Trick is a Detroit rapper with whom Eminem collaborated on a few times. That's also the guy you hear at the end of Detroit vs. Everybody. He is, has the rap of being a true gangster and quote-unquote the mayor of Detroit because rappers need his approval if they want to perform in Detroit, especially if they have beefs with Detroit artists. In fact, Rick Cross had issues with Trick and wasn't even able to perform there for that reason. Now, MGK has a point. This, this is a man-to-man -man situation, so it shouldn't involve anyone else but himself and Eminem. But what Eminem was trying to show is that he's a boss in Detroit and well-respected. Again, a fair diss, but wow, such lame writing. But here's the thing about the six-year wait. He has to tweet about Haley was in 2012 and Kamikaze came out in 2018. But as stated in Eminem's interview with Sway, the reason why he dissed him on Not Alike is because of the subliminal disses MGK threw had him while featured on Tech 9's song, and Eminem respects Tech 9. Now, playing rap devil's advocate, MGK didn't have that information. But the subliminal disses on Tech 9's song came in March 2018. MGK's accusing Eminem of putting roadblocks in his career around the time of the tweet in 2012, and then MGK finally decides to diss Eminem in March 2018. So, who really waited six years to diss who? Don't have to graduate from Lincoln High School to know that. You wanted me to say sorry, I swear to God I ain't believe him, please say it ain't so, the big bad bully of the rap game can't take a fucking joke. Now he's exposing Eminem's hypocrisy, which is again a great point, but you see, every time he says something that is a fair assessment and a good diss, it turns out to be something Eminem has already acknowledged himself. In Haley's song he's saying, I act like shit, don't phase me, inside it! I'm sorry, sorry. Inside it drives me crazy, my insecurities could eat me alive. And in Asshole on Marshall Mathers LP2, he exactly addresses his hypocrisy. Women dishing, but really thinking, if anyone ever talks to one of my little girls like this, I would kill him. Guess I'm a little bit of a hypocrite when I'm ripping shit. That's the eight mile way you say things about yourself before people even have a chance to say them. So, is it really a diss if Eminem already said it? Now here's the diss that was the most hypocritical of MGK, in my mind. Yeah, there's a difference between us, I got all my shit without Dre producing me. That's a fact. Eminem wouldn't be where he is today without Dr. Dre. Dre produced rappers who became legends like Ice Cube, Snoop, and 50 Cent, but they all had success on their own afterwards. When it comes to number one hits, Eminem's first number one single was Lose Yourself, produced by himself, and out of Eminem's five number one singles, only one was produced by Dr. Dre. But what annoys me the most with that statement is that MGK's trying to imply that he got to where he is by himself with no help. 
MGK had its interscope and Diddy, one of the most powerful figures in hip-hop. Diddy produced a guy called um, Biggie Smalls and he also produced a lady called Mary J. Blige in the beginning of her career and she went on to become a legend. How come Diddy didn't produce MGK's Lace Up album if he truly believed in his talent? Speaking of Lace Up, MGK's debut album, it had features from Waka Flock of Flame, Little John, Tech 9 Twista, Young Jeezy, Bun B, and DMX, the latter who are certified legends in the game. And when it comes to production, he had Boy Wonder, Drama Boy, Justin League and Alex the Kid. All of them were red hot at the time and most of them produced number one hits record. So he had everything to succeed, but that year he performed at WrestleMania 28. That's the one with John Cena versus The Rock. That's one of their biggest main events ever, yet he only sold 57,000 copies in his first week. So the idea that he didn't get any help, not true. So you see, every disc that sounds great, if you analyze it, it is flaws and it can be picked apart. And finally, the last line of Rap Devil, which I'll admit was a cool way to end the track. Already fuck one rapper's girl this week, don't make me call Kim. That was a great way to end the song, but Eminem and Kamikaze on The Ringer already pointed out how lame it is for rappers to say they will have sex with someone else's girl. So your final line, the one you build up to shows that you're just like all the other rappers and you're nothing special. And everyone that has dissed Eminem has made a reference to Kim, so as hot as the delivery on that line was, it wasn't even that original. So that's pretty much all I have to say about Rap Devil. Yes, I know I'm an Eminem fan through and through, but I like to think that I gave you some solid points as to why Rap Devil is a mediocre diss. But hey, it's a good song, that's all it is. So in all categories in my mind, Killshot wins. But to be fair, historically, often the person replying has had the better diss record. Think Nas with Ether and recently Pusha T with the story of Edidon. With that said, let's break down the better diss track, Killshot. But before that, remember to like this video if you enjoy it and subscribe to my channel. And if you can, if you want to support this channel, go to patreon.com slash unabashedlyreggie. It's only a dollar and you get access to some exclusive content. Let's go. Rihanna just hit me on a text. Last night I left hickeys on her neck. Wait, you just dissed me, I'm perplexed. Insult me in the line, compliment me on the next. Here, he's just showcasing that he deals with high-level celebrities. There are silly tongue-in-cheek lines, but he does it with multiple syllable rhymes. Hit me on a text, and hickeys on her neck, and diss me, I'm perplexed. Those are four-syllable rhymes. You see, no matter what he's saying, he's never sacrificing the quality of the rhyme, even when it's a dumb line. And those lines sums up Rap Devil. On one line, MGK praises, praises Eminem. He says that he's the GOAT, a national treasure, but then he disses Eminem. That's why in the next lines, Eminem compares him to Stan. Damn, I'm really sorry you wanted me to have a heart attack. Was watching 8 Mile on my Nauta track. Realized I forgot, forgot to call you back. Here's that autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on his daughter cap. Obviously, those lines are a reference to the last verse in Stan, plus the I'm really sorry you want me to have a heart attack is a callback to that line I'm sorry I didn't see you at the show, since they are said in a similar tone. Nauta track is a high-end brand of treadmills and some features big LED screens so you can watch TVs and movies. That line was a direct response to MGK's line, which was last time you saw 8 Mile was at home on a treadmill. So Eminem is not denying it, and by referencing it, it's a way of saying, okay, that was a good line, MGK. But he acknowledged the line by purposely acting clueless to what MGK actually meant and says that he did see the 8 Mile movie recently. But the best thing about it is that Eminem took that treadmill line from MGK and it inspired him to create the whole, a whole rhyming pattern around it with Nordic Trap. In fact, those lines are based around the same rhyming pattern in Stan and almost uses the same words. So, Nordic Trap, Call You Back, Autograph, Daughter, and of course, Starter Cap.
Stan, Stan, son, listen, man, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a damn gun and have a man bun? Now, I'm not gonna lie, that line is corny as hell, but it was quite funny. And somehow, most article headlines and tweets were quoting that line, and I think it really got under MGK's skin because when he went on the hip-hop radio show, The Breakfast Club, where Charlemagne the God is one of the hosts, Kelly kept saying, you really talking about man buns? And looked legit flustered. So give credit to Eminem because with the lamest line in the entire song, he managed to irritate MGK. And because Beard is weird and you were named after a candy were super corny, Slim stooped to his level with the man bun. That's why later on he asked who can out-petty who with corny lines so he's aware how corny it is. And that's why before he says that isn't mad, not only to indicate that MGK is a son to him, he's sunning him because he influenced him, but also because he's about to make a terrible dad joke. Oh, well, you know how Machine Gun Kelly gave himself the nickname of the Gunner? Well, in that line, Eminem seems to emphasize Gunner as a reference to that nickname. Subtle, but nice. Giant smoke, eyes open, undeniable, supplying smoke, got the fire stoked. Off the bat, look at those assonance with these two-syllable rhymes in successions. First of all, for me, that's the true beginning of the diss track because M takes a more serious tone. Giant Swoke is a reference to the expression to wake up a sleeping giant. That can mean to unnecessarily poke something that is much bigger and much more dangerous than you just to get its attention. That's pretty much a great metaphor for this whole beef. Eminem being the giant, of course. Supplying smoke at the fire stoked is a direct response to MGK and Rap Devil saying, oh, you want some fucking smoke, but not literally, you'll choke. Smoke is a slang that basically means beef, as having problem with someone. And stoke is a verb that means to feed something abundantly like a fire to increase its amount. So Eminem is saying that with the smoke that MGK provided, he fed him the fuel that he need for the fire to burn and it's burning and he has returned. So you got me in a scope, but you graze me. I see one called the inner scope and you're swayzy. Nice use of homophone with in a scope and inner scope. Eminem is labeled as NMGK as well. To graze means to touch lightly in passing or to scratch. In other words, Slim felt that Rap Devil barely made a dent in his armor. And Patrick Wayne Swayze was an American actor who gained fame in the 80s and had become a teen idol and sex symbols. One of his most famous roles was in the movie Ghost, where he plays, well, a ghost. But the way this character died is by being shot, so that also goes with the theme of kill shot. Now Eminem is using him as a metaphor to recognize the accusation made by Kelly stating that Marshall tried to keep his album from being released. They're both on Interscope. Something that Marshall denied he did, although he acknowledged the Shave 45 ban on MGK's music. Basically, Slim is saying, no, I did not shelf your album, but trust me, I have the power to make your career be like Swayze. Dead. Plus, if you didn't know, unfortunately, Patrick Swayze died after a battle with pancreatic cancer in 2009. But the crazy thing, he died on September 14th. Same day Killshot was released. Was that a coincidence or all planned by Marshall? Damn. Your reply got the crowd yelling who, so before you die, let's see who can outpay who with your corny line sling your old Al Kelly ooh, but I'm 45 and I'm still outselling you. Machine Gun Kelly wanted to talk about facts, so let's talk about them. Eminem is getting older and he's turning 46 this year. Facts. Machine Gun Kelly's binge EP, which he was hoping would capitalize on the success of Rap Devil, sold in its first week a lowly 21,000 units. Facts. And Kamikaze sold triple that in its fourth week with 64,000. Facts. By 29, I had three albums that it blew. That's, of course, a reference to his three classics. The Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers LP, and the Eminem Show. MGK at the time of Rap Devils was 28, and he still hasn't had an album be certified platinum. Meanwhile, Marshall Mathers LP and the Eminem Show are certified diamond. That's 10 times platinum. 
Now let's talk about something I don't really do. Go in someone's daughter's mouth, stealing food, but you're a fucking molehill. Now I'm gonna make a mountain out of you. Woo! The stealing food is Eminem denying that he tried to shelf MGK's album. Since MGK said in Rap Devil, I just want to feed my daughter. Making a mountain out of a molehill is an idiom that means to exaggerate or put too much focus on a minor issue and make it seem like a major one. In simple term, to Slim's eyes, Kelly is insignificant in the rap world, and now by making a full-on diss record, it will make him a bigger deal. Which really was the case. Hold chill. That continues the rhyming with molehill. Acting like you put the chrome barrel to my bone marrow. Gonna bitch, you went a bow and arrow. You see, that's great writing. Regular rappers would have said, you acting like you're gonna pull a gun on me. But because Mr. Mathers is a great writer, he substitutes gun with chrome barrel and uses bone marrow, which is a soft tissue found inside the bones, to refer to his body. Plus, it rhymes on a three-syllable level. Brilliant! As I mentioned, Gunner is the self-given nickname of MGK. Once again, Eminem ridicules him for using that, saying that MGK is so much not a threat, so not only he's not a gun, but he's not even a bow and arrow, an old archaic weapon. He's just not on Eminem's level. So you run up on me like a phone bill, spraying lead, playing dead, that's the only time you hold still. He could have just thought that you'll run up on me, which means to f go face to face with someone, but he adds a simile that everyone can relate to. I'm sure just like me, at some point you looked at your cell phone bill and for no good reason it was higher than the previous month, so you had to call and so on. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that line. Great wordplay with hold still. If you pretend to be dead, you hold still. But there's a homophone with still, which hides still, S-T-E-E-L, as in iron or metal. And iron and steel is a slang for a gun. Therefore, he's implying that as much gun talk MGK is making, he'll never actually hold a gun. And we all know that Eminem has been charged in the past for holding a concealed weapon. This whole section was about making fun of him for claiming to be the gunner. Till I'm hitting old age, till I can fill a whole page with a 10-year-old's rage. Got more fans than you in your own city, little kitty, go play. Feel like I'm babysitting little Tay. Little Tay is this nine-year-old Canadian girl of Asian descent who got famous on Instagram for being the youngest flexer in the game where she flexes the cars and the houses she owns. Just hearing her for five seconds and I swear she's like one of the most annoying kid you'll ever see. So for Eminem to compare MGK to her, that's kind of funny. But th this this on its own is pretty average. But what makes it cool to me is how it fits in, the, in this it-o-a pattern. As always, never compromising the rhymes. No doubt Eminem has more fans in the world than MGK, so for sure he has more fans in Cleveland, the city where MGK is from. But let's talk facts. In 2017, WKYC, a Cleveland local news channel, released a Spotify's top 20 most streamed artists in Ohio. Eminem was 10th. Machine Gun Kelly wasn't even in the top 20. Facts. Got the Diddy okay, so you spent your old day shooting the video just to fucking dig your own grave. Got you out your own wake, I'm the Billy Goat. You ain't never made a list next to no Biggie, no J. Not only is Eminem addressing lines in Rap Devil, but here he takes a shot at him by referencing the video. In the video, MGK is seen with a shovel. So Eminem is saying that all he did with his video is dig his own grave, meaning that he's killing his own career. And the wake is a gathering in a ceremony before a funeral. And what I think Eminem meant with the line is that it's not a like this is where a way to bait MGK to respond so Eminem could destroy him. Therefore, Eminem lured Kelly to his own death. Plus, Eminem implied that MGK probably needed Puff Daddy's okay to shoot the video, since he's on his label. Is it true? I don't know, but there's a strong possibility. As you may know, GOAT is an acronym for greatest of all time, and a Billy GOAT is simply a male GOAT. And of course, that list is the list of the greatest rappers of all time. Let's continue. Next to Taylor Swift and that Iggy Ho you about to really blow. What Eminem meant by saying that they'll put Kelly next to Taylor Swift is that he will never be regarded as a true MC or real MC, just a pop artist. But he was definitely not talking about record sales. Definitely not. 
Iggy is a reference to the Australian rapper Iggy Azalea, whom Eminem had already referenced in other songs, and she let it known it wasn't appreciated. So for that reason, Eminem takes another shot at her. To be honest, I think this shot was a little gratuitous, but I have to say, I like the way he used her in this context. You see, the wordplay is around really blow. First, in Iggy's biggest hit, Fancy, it had the uh, in the hook the line remember my name about the blow so he references her here for that reason in the context the blow means to finally become known by the general public so eminem is saying that now that he's beefing with mgk will finally become popular but because he said the whole before another meeting to about to really blow is actually an insult because it's blow as in fellatio or am i reaching Kelly, they'll be putting your name next to John, next to Benzino, die motherfucker like the last motherfucker saying alien vein, alien brain. Simply, MGK will never be on the list of greatest of all time, but instead will be on the list of all the people whose career were destroyed after beefing with Eminem, joining the likes of Benzino and Ja Rule. Both who said terrible things about Haley that I'm not going to repeat here out of respect for the GOAT. Just like he did in Chloroseptic Remix, Eminem refers to himself as an alien. He also asked if he was a Martian in Legacy, so that's somewhat of a recurring theme. But the real reason he used it here was to make a perfect rhyme with Haley in Vain, since it contains the homophone of Alien. Fun fact, it's not the first time Eminem uses Alien with Haley. In Say Goodbye to Hollywood, he said, All I wanted was to give Haley the life I never had, instead of forced us to live alienated. Now, the next lines are amongst my favorite in this track. You Satanist. My biggest flops are your greatest hits. The game's mine again and ain't nothing changed but the lock. So before I slay this bitch, I'm mwah, give Jade a kiss. He calls him a Satanist, obviously because of Rap Devil, but let's dive right into the dope ass wordplay in those lines. Amazing use of homophones, locks, and Jade a kiss. Locks is, the hom is a homophone for The Locks, the New York rap group composed of Sheik Luch, Styles B, and Jade A Kiss, the latter a homophone with Jade A Kiss. Of course, Jade is the middle name of Haley. But locks has two other meanings. First, a lock you open with the key. The rap game is his, it's his house, and only the locks change. That's a way of saying that even if rap isn't like what it used to be, he's still the top dog. And second, locks can also refer to hair, like Goldilocks. And who used to have a blonde mop that was on top of his fucked up head? Marshall Mathers. So what he's saying is that he's still the same guy that's killing the game. Only thing that changed is his hair color. Now let's talk more facts. My biggest flops are your greatest hits. I don't think people realize how crazy true that statement is. Ever since he became a global superstar, Revival is by far Eminem's least successful album. Revival moved 267,000 album equivalent units in its first week in the US, and 197,000 of those were actual album sales. And as of September 2018, nine months after its release, it sits at 392,000 actual album sales. Everyone would consider this a flop for Eminem. Now let's look at Machine Gun Kelly's best-selling record. His best-selling record is his debut studio album, Lace Up, released in October 2012. It sold 57,000 copies in its first week in the US, and as of September 28, 2015, that's three years after, it reportedly sold 263,000 copies. So indeed, its greatest hits is equivalent to Eminem's biggest flop, excluding Infinite, of course. Here are some more facts about MGK sales. His second album, General Admission, sold 56,000 copies in its first week. His third, Bloom, sold 57,000 units in its first week. So if you add it all up, it amounts to 170,000. Compared to Revival's 267,000, that's 63% of Eminem's biggest flop. Bad enough of this statted up mumble rapper. How the fuck can him and I battle? He'll have to fuck Kim in my flannel. I'll give him my sandal, cause he knows 
long as I'm shady, he's gonna have to live in my shadow. Once again, when he this is MGK, he does it with a wordplay instead of just being straightforward. He plays with his nickname, Shady, in the expression, living in someone's shadow, which means to be unsuccessful in comparison to someone who is very successful. And he's not just saying that to MGK, he's saying that as long as he's on top of his game, it'll be difficult for any other white rapper to make it as big because they'll always be compared to him. Plus, he's addressing MGK saying he'll try to have sex with Kim, and those lines are pretty much Eminem telling him, yeah, go ahead, that's one more thing you can do to try to be like me. Hell, I'll even give you my clothes so you can feel like me while you're doing it. Damn. On top of that, he doesn't say give you my shoes, he says my sandals. Not only it fits the rhyming pattern, but it's also a way of mocking MGK because he was wearing sandals in his video. Which sucks. And that's the level of detail in this diss track that most people will miss. Now, of course, MGK isn't a mumble rapper. I think M said this to really insult him, to mean that to him, he puts MGK in the same category of those less talented rapper. But I will say this, with all the tattoos, the grills, and the way Binge EP sounded like, he's very much mumble rappy lately. Exhausting, letting off on my offspring, like a gun barrel, bitch, get off me. You dance around it like a sombrero. We can all see you're fucking salty, cause young Gerald's balls deep inside of Halsey. This part is what sets Eminem light years ahead of MGK. MGK wanted to get at Eminem by using Kim, so Eminem wanted to do the same by using another woman in MGK's life. While Jeezy and singer Halsey were on a relationship break, MGK was apparently dating Halsey, and then Halsey went back to Jeezy, which maybe pissed off MGK. For that reason, Eminem wanted to use Halsey and Jeezy, so he built the rhyming pattern around the two, but to make it more interesting, he uses Jeezy's nickname of Young Gerald. And from that, you got Gun Barrel and Sombrero. And with Halsey, you have Offspring, Off Me, Alsey, Salty, and Falls Deep. That's how you craft a diss. Dancing around something means that you're trying to avoid to discuss a specific topic. And Eminem says dancing around it like a sombrero because of the Mexican custom, internationally known as the Mexican hat dance, where the dancers will start the dance around a sombrero. You may see on some sites, lick a gun barrel, which probably maybe would mean to kill yourself, but I've researched and it's not an actual expression that exists. Because he says it fast, it sounds like lick instead of like. And what he says is that this onslaught on MGK is him letting off like a pistol. Plus, notice how Offspring continues the theme of Caterpillar, where rappers like MG Karras sons to Eminem because they were influenced by him. Your red sweater, your black leather, you dress better, I rap better, that a death threater, a love letter. I know there's not much to break down here, but I just love the cadence he used. That four syllables, four syllables, four syllables, five and then four again. And all he wanted to do was clown MGK on how silly it was for him to make fun of his clothing. And even if MGK dresses better, at the end of the day, Eminem only cares about rapping better. Furthermore, those lines are also a callback to the beginning about insult me in a line, compliment me on the next. The following lines definitely are my favorites in the whole song. And in the first two lines, I especially love how he broke the syllables down. Check it out. Who else wanted Kels attempt fails button L's fucking nails in these coffins as soft as cotton nail. Here, that's Eminem warning all the rappers he's this on Kamikaze that if they come at him, they will take a big L. And he gives example on how the replies failed, the ones from MGK and Rap Devil, and Button, who's retired and only resorts to responding on various shows. Then not only does he reference his killer Benzino this nail in the coffin, he plays on homophones with nails and nail and cotton nail. Cotton nail is a brand of toilet paper who prides itself for being very soft. I've seen many different interpretations of this line, but the way I see it, Eminem was saying that MGK and Button's attempt at burying him failed because the nails, the disses, they used were as soft as cotton nail. Rap Devil just wasn't that hard. And the reason why I interpret it that way is because he says attempt fails prior, then talks about his kill shot and how it won't fail. Let's check it out. 
Kill shot, I will not fail. I'm with the doc's tail, but this idiot's boss pops fails and tells him he got scales. But Kales, the day you put out the hits, the day did he admit that he put the head out that got block kill, ah. First of all, Kill Shot was released on September 14th. That's the day after Pac's death anniversary. If you didn't know, there's this wild theory that Puff Daddy is the one who orchestrated Tupac Shakur's murder. And when Diddy was asked about it on The Breakfast Club by Charlemagne, he was visibly annoyed by it, but of course he denied it. But that line is just Eminem being in battle mode because in a battle you say outrageous things just to get the huge pop from the crowd and that line when I first heard it really got me going. If we look past this controversial statement, Eminem isn't actually accusing Diddy of killing Tupac. What I think Slim is saying is that he doesn't believe that Diddy did that, so he'll never admit to it. So that admission has as much chance of happening as MGK actually putting out a hit. Now, MGK did have the song Bad Things with Camila Cabello that reached number five on the billboard, but it's not his song. It's a joint song with Camila, and she's way more popular than him, so she's probably the reason why this song has so much success. Otherwise, prior to Rap Devil, his biggest hit cracked number 60, which features Haley Steinfeld, then the next best hit number 90, which features X Ambassadors. So Eminem is accurate. MGK is still yet to put out a hit on his own. Now, one part that confuses me is the this idiot's boss pop spills. The way the line is written, it seems it's uh, he's talking about Diddy. But I've never heard stories of Diddy having drug problems, so that's kind of a weird claim for Eminem to make if he's actually talking about Puff. Maybe Em is saying that for Diddy to think MGK's got scales, he must be on drugs. Who knows? For the rest of the song, I won't go over those lines, but I did enjoy how he flipped Rap Devil's hook with the I'm sick of lines. Plus, by seeing MGK with his blonde hair and earrings looking in the mirror thinking he's Marshall, to me that's a reference to the Stan video when Stan is looking in the mirror and he actually sees Eminem instead. I also always love when he ends the song the same way he did Kill You and White America, but this time with Diddy. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is the last line, so just leave my dick in your mouth and keep my daughter out of it. Not only it's a cool way to end the verse, but what I love is the outro where he goes, you fucking, and then stops. Based on the rhyming pattern of about it and out it, we can assume that he pretended like he was going to use the F word so freely, but decided not to based on the backlash of fall. That's it folks, that was my breakdown of Killshot. Now I know that was a longer video, but I had to expose Rap Devil so people can see that it just doesn't hold a candle to Killshot. So let me know what you think in the comments, like this video. Oh, and my next breakdown will be Venom. With the movie coming out, I think it's a perfect time to dissect that song. And it's very underrated, and you will see there are a lot of cool wordplays in it. But until then, this has been Unabashedly Reggie. Thanks, it's been real.